And we are back with another Black Widow Cream Podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. Yeah. Uh, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in today. Um, we have Zoe Rain on the podcast. I'll get into who she is in a second. But before I do, today we will be announcing the winner of our second contest with Dutch Bros Coffee. Um, we are revealing that on our Instagram. So go to Black Window Cream on Instagram and you will find out who the winner is. Congratulations to our winner. I'm obviously recording this much, much in advance, so I don't know who the winner is <laughs> at the time of recording this, but I have to take a trip, so I have to do it early. Anyway, congratulations. Um, big, big announcement. We're doing another contest. Yep, I fucking said it. Uh, a third and final contest with Dutch Bros. It's been fun. I'm so glad that we were able to strike this deal with them and get them to do three contests where they've done the most insane prizes and options for people to compete. Not only are they like giving a platform for creators to be shared on their accounts, on their social accounts, and all that stuff, but they're sending product to people all over the US. They're literally flying winners places um giving job opportunities which is incredible building these like extended relationships with a a massive company like dutch bros for creators who might not be able to get in touch with people like this is pretty fucking cool so shout out to black window cream for being the place that did it i'm proud of that shit um and shout out to dutch bros for being the ultimate plug um the new contest contest number three this is how it's working okay Signups begin August 5th at 7 p.m. Pacific time at bwnc.dutchbros.com. So at 7 p.m., that's going to go live. You have to sign up because there's only 150 people that can get the spot. So first come, first serve. Good luck. That That's it. This is how it's going to work. Dutch Bros wants to unleash your creativity. The concept for this one is colors and lights experiment. Not a very catchy name, but we wanted to leave it at that because we're interested to see what you guys do. Um, it's time to get creative with lights. Content for the video entry is limited only by your imagination as long as it promotes the awesome public image of Dutch Bros, its values and products. Winners will receive contracted work for Dutch Bros sponsored Life is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada. Room and travel paid plus $1,000 for the content that you capture at the festival. You'll be working alongside Dutch Bros creative content team to capture captivating content of Dutch Bros involvement with the Life is Beautiful Festival. This could be your chance to get some real portfolio work to take your career to the next level. Holy shit. Life is Beautiful. Go Google it right now. See who's headlining. I'll tell you. Chance is headlining I think. Um, Post Malone's headlining. I think Lil Wayne's headlining. I think there's a million artists that are playing on this festival. They're literally shutting down like the strip I think and putting grass and shit. I don't really know. I've never been but this is a huge opportunity guys. We're flying someone to Las Vegas to shoot shows and shit and get incredible content for the reel or for their website or whatever you need to do to promote yourself and get new jobs out of this. You can parlay this motherfucker like a, a gajillion times. So shout out to everyone that's going to compete in this contest. Good luck. We're only allowing 150 people to sign up for this contest. So make sure that you guys sign up. BWNC.DutchBros.com. 7 p.m. Pacific time. Set alarms. Mark your calendars. Put post notes on your fucking face. Whatever you need to do um using lights to get creative um cool all right so good luck on that today is zoe rain um i've been following zoe for a minute i found out about her through macklemore macklemore has had her go on several of his tours with her um from the jump she's originally from the same area as them so like they've been working for a long time together but macklemore reached out to me one time to go on tour with him and so i started paying attention to some of the creators and i found her and i really liked her work and the way she captured him on the road was really really cool um she's got some fantastic work she's out of chicago so it's been tough to get her on the podcast i've been meaning to do it for a while every time she's in la she's pretty busy but this time we got her so hell yeah shout out to the milestones that we make here at black window cream but Oh uh, yeah, it was cool. We got to share a story, talk about how she kind of got into all this shit and um, what she does to stay busy. And I think you guys are really going to like it. So um, tune into this one. Uh, that's it. I don't think I have anything else to plug. Contest going to be cracking. If uh, you're bummed because you just found out about it now and you wish you would have found out about it earlier so you could prepare for that 7 p.m. launch time, you should join us on Patreon because we tell you guys a couple days before we tell any of the people in public what's going on with our contest patreon.com slash black cream you can also get the how to charge a client guide there which is a 50 page plus guide on how to make more money when charging your clients the theories in this book are fucking incredible we worked really hard on this shit 
Uh, I'll probably say it every podcast from now on because we're proud as hell of this guide and the reviews that we've gotten from the people that have gotten it so far are incredible. So thank you guys for reading it so far. I'm glad to hear that people are literally... It sounds so fucking scammy because it's like, I'm glad to see people are making money because of this guy, but literally people are like, yo, I, I put it in like two of the practices you said in the guide and I've already made my first $5,000 deal. I'm like, holy shit, give us a like a 1K. You know what I mean? <laughs> give us 1K, bro. Instead of 25 bucks. Uh, anyway, shopbwc.com. You can get the guide there or you can get on Patreon. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, cool. Let's get into the intro right motherfucking now. <laughs> Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. And we are back. Another Black with no cream podcast. It's a weird intro. Sorry to make you sit through that. Okay. <laughs> Zoe Rain, everybody. Um, I'm glad to have you on this show. I think I've tried to get you on it like three times. Yeah, my wires have been crossed a few times. I think you're pretty busy when you come out to LA. Yeah, usually I'm not here for longer than a couple days. Because you're working or what's the deal? Yeah, I'm usually out here for a shoot and then don't have enough time. But, but do you like LA? I love LA. So you should stay longer? Plan. knock out some pot it is a plan what are you, are you thinking like move here maybe i think i'd like to do by coastal um i feel like i have a life in chicago kind of set yeah um, but i need to start coming here for like maybe the winter right you know yeah it's freezing as hell in chicago yeah it's a little depressing you got the the wind coming off the michigan lake and it's just like terrifying do you how do you get around in the winter I don't. I you don't stay. Leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> stay put. 100%. Uh, you're a fantastic photographer, Thanks. by the way. I don't know if anyone's told you this before, but just like scrubbing through your your feeds and your website's fire too, by the way. Ooh, thank you. No one ever goes to the website anymore. Website's crucial. Yeah. I feel like anyone that's paying you money is probably going to your website. Yeah, hope so. Um, I just deleted my website the other day. I don't know why, so I got to redo that because mm. it's crucial. Um, your photography work though, like you've worked with pretty much everybody on earth. Everyone that's cool, I would say. I mean, working on it. That's the plan. No, you have like a, a solid ass list of clients and everything that you've worked with. I'm just sorry. I'm just like looking through your photos. But your stuff's really good. And I feel like you got like a really cool look in like, um, like the portrait world. I feel like you kind of crushed that. Thank you. Would you say what, what style of photography is like your favorite? Yeah, I think ultimately the portraits are where I'd like to head. Um, whether it be, you know, I love live music, but yeah. like being able to have those intimate moments with artists in a portrait setting is a lot more like I think that's more unique situation anyway like everyone has the same photo from the photo pit but having that one-on-one -on -one time is super crucial right is that hard to would you say it's like hard to obtain that or do you usually have to have like the assistance of like a magazine or someone that's trying to construct uh, conduct an interview or whatever where they would need those portrait photos or is it easier have you found ways to like say you're shooting a show to get an artist to, like come over here for like five minutes and just let me I have something set up you know how do you approach yeah. it um I've been lucky to get most of my portraits kind of organically or like being in a setting where there is a, a an overlap of artists that are in the same space or like festivals backstage where I'm able to kind of get that photo really quick and I've gotten really good at being like I need literally four of your seconds of your time right like, let me get this um and there's been a few where I've had like magazines help out but it's generally just trying to like reach out to managers or just get that shot in the moment right i i learned about you uh damn i don't know when i learned about you but i started following you uh like a few years ago i think but f specifically i remember seeing you on macklemore's tour mm -hmm. doing all of his photos or whatever on that tour uh which tour was it have you done multiple tours for him yeah i started in 2013 which was like the big boom yeah of his career right thing so did you do the that that arena tour too? Mm -hmm. So you've been on all those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's crazy. A young and running around. How old were you Europe. when you? I, think I was twenty in the first one. So I went sick. to Europe. Yeah. I'd like so never, insane. Never been to Europe, let alone like backstage to these crazy clubs and venues. That's so crazy. Was it? So you you were born in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So you guys started networking. I'm sure you shared this story a million times, but I guess just how did how did that all kind of come to be because was that like your first 
big client per se. Yeah, I mean, I was still in high school when I started shooting him. Like, just that was like I would turn photos of him in for my photo class assignment. So I tight. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to shoot. Um, yeah. So my like mentor at the time was like good friends with Ryan Lewis and was taking photos and videos for them just as a friend. Yeah. And they were, you know, still a small local artist kind of gaining momentum. Um, and then Thrift Shop came out and like really just blew them out of the water. And I was happened to be around at the time. So nuts. Was there anyone else that was shooting photos of them or was it just you? Um, we have a, you know, there's a team of people that kind of were in and out, but yeah. I think I was the one that really ended up you know sticking sticking in that group and kind of being pursuing that like as a full-time opportunity right what what do you think made them like you over everyone else i don't know i ask myself that all the time (laughs) you don't know what it is were you were you like doing like quick turnarounds or were you just i don't know just trying everything or just being readily available like um i think it was a combination of all those things i think you know i had a really strong work ethic and like really wanted it and i was thirsty for it and you know, made that clear and, you know, did whatever I needed to do to be above and beyond. Um, and I also think I was very, I was like a shy, quiet kid in high school and I could really like blend into the background of a situation. Um, so like me tagging along for a recording session, like I wasn't some kid getting up in their face. Like you'd, I'd kind of Fly on disappear. The wall. Yeah. I think that was appreciated. Right. Especially in the like documentary style. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Capturing for artists. I feel like that's super necessary in most cases but I, I think there's like a whole new genre of photographers videographers that are like super obnoxious maybe mm-hmm. or just want to be able to say they took a picture of whoever and I don't know I just feel like there's a difference and and I could tell that through your work too especially seeing like his camp sharing the photos and all the stuff it's like you can really tell that you're it's more than just one concert photo or whatever there's like moments in the background or someone you know whatever it is like whatever you guys are doing on day offs and stuff but you can kind of capture that and explain that in one photo that's dope yeah and that's such a like level of trust too i mean i think that took so long to be in that space where people can be vulnerable around you and know like you're not going to leak some ugly weird photo of them their underwear right it's like yeah back and forth (laughs) right When, when did you get into photography um, I would say high school. I think I always enjoyed it, but I never thought it was a way to make money by any means. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I didn't know what I was doing in high school and had that mentor come in. And I was like stoked to just be doing wedding photography. I was like, this is the end goal. Like, this is the dream. Like, make I'll just the money. take photos of seniors and weddings and babies. And like, that will be my life. Is and that what your mentor was doing? At the time he was. Right. Um, and now he's like gone on to just doing video and like music videos for the I mean, the biggest artist in the world. Like, his trajectory is just insane. Who is that? Um, the his name's Jason Koenig. Cool. Yeah, so him and his wife are, like, a duo married That's dope. couple. And they're, like, best friends with Ed Sheeran and, like, doing crazy. I don't even know. That's so crazy. Not in the country, yeah. Have you worked with them since, like, you kind of did your own thing? Um, yeah, I mean, they're, like, family at this point. Right. Um, it's been an ongoing, it's almost been, like, 12 years now that I've known them. But Damn. Um, yeah, it's very much family. I thought the same thing. I thought I was kind of going to get into like this weird, like just doing wedding videos and trying to find cool ways to do those mm-hmm. at the time just because it seemed like the easiest way to do it. And then my photography friends were doing wedding. I mean, that was the only thing I really paid. I don't know yeah. what the difference is in Seattle. It's pretty, like it's a big city. I don't know what other ways is there to like kind of create art but still get paid for it. Yeah, I mean, I think starting out especially like weddings are so lucrative. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'll still like shoot a wedding mm-hmm. you know I've, I think there's some people that are like I don't do that like that's not my vibe I'm too cool for that right. I'm like I don't know I'm not too cool to get paid like yeah getting money is tight <laughs> yeah that's really great you right do other cool shit yeah and I feel like now it, it would make it easier to kind of pick and choose your battles even as like shooting weddings like I mean that would be such an honor for some people to see your work and be able to obtain you to shoot like their most important day of their lives. You know, it's no different than an artist getting like a cover magazine or something. Yeah. I think it's been super like humbling and, and interesting having people that are like fans of my work and me being able to like document that day with them. It's been a whole like another level of intimacy and like connection with people, you know, right. Like that are so grateful that I'm there and like want me to do whatever I want to do. Like that's the ultimate dream, right? Yeah. Just go and, capture what you want to capture That's and so we're going to be stoked. That's crazy. I remember, so, so Ben asked me to go on 
um, when I, I think when they went to Europe before the Kesha tour. Mm -hmm. Did you do that? Mm. No, I just joined them for in the, the US Kesha for tour. Kesha, yeah. Damn, because I was I remember him asking me that and just to do video stuff, and I was like, oh, cool, maybe I get to work with you just because I've seen all your stuff before or whatever. And I think working with the team now is. To, I, I did School by Q's tour before, and it was just me doing all video and all photo. Awesome. And that was like a lot of work yeah, you know what that's I mean? too much it's, I've, yeah I've done the, those tours and. it's insane and you just kind of get compiled with like so much to do and mm -hmm. especially on those shows when they can like do them every day and you don't even start to see like any cities or you go to a new place you never get to experience yeah. it's like super tough but what's been like your typical workflow when you're on tour um I'm generally I mean I learned really quick that you gotta like stay ahead of it like if you start getting piled up with work like you're never gonna get out of it right so I think it, it was you know, I'll, it depends on what Ben's doing, but I'm generally like have tabs on him throughout the day of what he's, you know, if he's going shopping or riding his moped or if he's getting a haircut, like what right. are those moments that I can jump in on? Um, and otherwise, it's just kind of getting that pre-show photos up until after the show. And then I'm generally up until like two to four in the morning, you know, knocking them out, knocking them out and then sending a Dropbox of edited files. Right. Do you feel is it did it kind of like did they allow you to be creatively free or did you have any limitations or did they give you any like notes or ideas for like what they were hoping you'd capture? Or is it just kind of like, let me just get in there? I mean, you've been with them for so long. It kind mm -hmm. of just probably grew. Yeah. It's been a back and forth. Um, I mean, it's definitely a learning curve of like understanding, like even just ways that Ben is insecure of certain lighting or like how to make him look the best in certain situations or, right. Hey, I don't like, you know, when my like feet look big in this image, like, right, right. <laughs> correct this yeah um, so yeah it was definitely a learning curve of understanding like what he was seeing and and not taking it personally of like oh he didn't like these photos because they're i didn't take a good photo it's right. way more you know about him than about me yeah um and then yeah it's usually he's got he likes to like have the show the shoes and like the fit and like if he has a new jersey on right. like you know there's priority but i was pretty free to kind of capture whatever i wanted that's dope yeah, I remember he came when I was with Q. We went to we were in Seattle, and uh, and this ongoing joke with me and him is is that Mac, his real name is Ben Haggerty, which is my real name, and oh, okay. our spellings just like off by like a G. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So then there's always like this thrift shop joke back in like two, whenever it was, people would Facebook message me and be like, "Yo, your song's on the radio," and it just never ended. And then I was like, one day I gotta meet this dude and like tell him to just go by Macklemore because he's killing me over here. Right. Then he walked in when we were at, at the venue. He walked in. I was like, oh, here it is. And <laughs> I was trying to tell him, but he was like telling me like, yo, your videos are so sick, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we have the same name. And I like pulled out my ID and he just didn't understand what I was. He didn't get it. Yeah. I was like, now you know, bro. Like, yeah. it's killing me. <laughs> You're too yes. famous. Right. Just use one name, not two. Right. He, he seems like a very humble person to work with. And like creatively, I've always been inspired by him in the sense of like, I was just telling Dave, like his work on his music videos and everything that he, I, I feel like he just puts so much energy in every single element, which yeah. I could imagine with content rollout, mm -hmm. he's doing the same amount. And I just, I don't know, was it inspiring to you to be able to work under him versus, I mean, like you could have been with any other artist, right? And I feel like you wouldn't have got the same, like, I don't know, creative yeah, collaboration. Yeah. I mean, I think there's such a unique aspect to that whole camp is that, you know, it is truly independent and like he has a hand and a say and like a final direction of everything that's going on and everything that's being put out all right so you know it's not just like all right go set the lights and make this video like you know right it's he's 100 like let's take this out let's reshoot this let's like tweak this like and it's i mean it's exhausting but i think it's a it's a work ethic that i was always super inspired by of course and like try to imitate within my own you know field of of art right so when did you decide to move when was that? To Chicago? Yeah. Um, I had never been, and then that first tour in 2013, um, we had a few days off in Chicago, and I met some friends through Ray Dalton, who sings on some of the uh, main choruses, like Can't Hold Us. Um, and uh, I like, just met this group of people and kind of fell in love and was needing a change and, you know, turning 21 and kind of like ready to get out of the nest right so i just i packed up u-haul and drove drove out there just went yep did you go to college for anything um i went to seattle central community college they had like a really great commercial photography program at the time oh dope um yeah so i did a year of that and then got a call about tour and so i called my professor like i don't know what to do like i would be missing some class and he's like you're an idiot if you don't <laughs> drop out of school like, yeah. what are you doing 
That's so, insane. Went on that and then never, never finished. But Damn, so you never got that degree. I know it's really killing me. <laughs> yeah, right. Is it? Do you feel like you were learning? How many months do you think you went to that? You went for a full year. Yeah. So how, was it a two-year program or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, what do you, do you feel like you were benefiting within the first year? Because I know that's a lot of like, especially with our listeners, it's like film school, photography school. Do I take these classes? Do I learn on my own? You know what I mean? Do you feel yeah. like you benefited? I think. I mean, I'm really glad it, it happened the way it did because the first year is a lot more rudimentary like very basic technical skills um where that just be like you know basic types of portraiture lighting or certain ways of like adjusting your strobes and your you know your fill light to get this certain effect and um so I definitely learned a lot technically which really helped um in the second year I felt like was more about honing in on like your own style and building up a body of work to then go pursue which I'd already been doing for so long yeah um, and I think that's really the, the downfall of art school is that you can teach someone so much, but like the business of self-promotion and like hustling is something that really isn't, you can't really teach that. Um, nah, at least not in like a year, in a year yeah. course with a couple of months like right. directed towards it. Yeah. I think maybe in a mentorship, that's a lot more was, realistic. Was that, were you already, you had already been working with your mentor prior to that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So then who linked you with your mentor? Did you just randomly trip on that? It was, he came into my photo class. And, um, oh, really? I, yeah, our teacher was, uh, pointed him in my direction because I was failing at the time. Oops. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, more of a, I mean, it's funny now. She still follows me on Instagram. But, really? Yeah. That's so tight. I'm like, you were giving me an F for a minute. Damn. Yeah. That's so crazy. I feel like, I mean, can you talk more about that? Like, what did, what do you feel like you gained the most out of your mentor in that time, aside from the connect to, like, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis? I think just the self-confidence that it was a possibility and like having someone constantly being on my side and on my team like you know there's so many moments where you want to quit and it feels overwhelming and you're not you know you see these images in your head or on social media that you're aspiring to create and you just don't have the skills and the practice to get to that Mm. level and that's really frustrating for a lot of artists you know whether you hear a song or you see this painting but you can't quite create it yet Um, and there's such a like that's a hump, right? And then yeah. once you finally like hone in and have the the skills to do that, you're able to you know take more control of what the art that you're creating. But I think during that time that I just needed someone to just be like, no, you got this. Like you're good. Like what right. do you need help on? What are you stressed on? So you're just shadowing them like when they would go do weddings and, and different video projects like that. Yeah, I would help out on shoots, um, but a, pr- a majority of of it was looking through, sorting through images. Mm. Um, so he'd shoot like eight to ten thousand photos for a wedding, and I'd just get to like click the button and next, star next. the best ones. Yeah. yeah, and I think that really like honed in my eye, and that taught me so much in like a very Mr. Miyagi way. Right. Yeah. Well, it's cool that he trusted you like to be able to look through, and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he looked at his selects too, but you're new to it and he's trusting you with this client it shows a lot about him finding you and finding interest in you i guess yeah for sure so so what was like some of the first jobs that you got outside of touring like i know i mean you've worked with like so many different clients now at this point but getting in it's one thing from like working with an artist i think that can expose you to a lot of other artists obviously and then Mm -hmm. sometimes brands are picking up on who's doing what for somebody did Mm -hmm. you did you connect to any brands or other artists through him like through him and word of mouth or like how'd you go about finding new clients yeah um i mean i think it's a it was a really slow start there was definitely like a a large group of seattle artists that were you know within his camp and that he was friends with and supporting and um i always tried to kind of be around that community and, and and document as many artists that were in the come up as possible um but i mean for the first part of like my career, it was a lot of not fun things, um, <laughs> like, either, you know, just like babies and engagements oh, yeah. and um, small, small shoots and like senior portraits. Right. Um, and I think there was like brand stuff and bigger, bigger feeling jobs that sprinkled in and it almost feels like you got to fake it till you make it in those situations. And I kind you know, for the most part, I felt like a kid with a camera, like, all right, I, you know, I got this and I have a team of people that are going to make sure that I don't fail, but like, let's say yes first and figure out how to do it second 100% I love that do you remember do you remember any like the like the shit that you wish you could have done completely differently in that early stage is there anything back then that you know now that you wouldn't have done um I just remember this really bad shoot that was actually a friend of my mentors and he had he was either partnering with or investing in a company that 
it was like a water that had, was had some sort of electrical light in it. So yeah. I had to do like product shots and then photos of like all the CFOs in like a group shot. And just the group shot is like, just there's a level of like confidence you need to have, like telling a group of 15 old businessmen like where to stand and right. like take a deep breath before you just are like, I got it. Yeah. And like there was, you know, people's heads were had to be Photoshopped back oh, on. God. And it was just like, it was not, they were like ultimately like, we we can't use this image, you know? Oh, shit. Like, shit. Did you have to reshoot or did they just figure I it out? I think they found someone else to reshoot, you know? It it's like those little those failures, you're like, damn, it made me feel so stupid, but like I learned so much from that. Right, damn. When, when you moved to Chicago, is that when you started kind of moving as like a freelance, like truly putting it out there that you're a freelance? Because I mean, like that's a big move and it's a big city, so it's not cheap, obviously, to mm-hmm. live there. I don't know, is Seattle expensive to live in? Yeah, now it is. Is it? It's like San Fran prices. Oh, shit. Amazon like moved in 10,000 uh, people and pretty much re-sculpted fuck. the whole city. God damn. Yeah. I kind of wanted to stay there sometime. I felt like it'd be cool to live there. I like rain. I fucking love rain. Yeah, me too. I miss the rain. Yeah? Do you, do you feel like you got more creative when it was raining? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, I do like a good excuse to like stay in and, and work for right. sure. I think, I feel like LA, it's like too easy to just be cruising around outside in the sunshine or maybe you just don't even notice it anymore uh i don't know i feel like i'm always so busy or i try to stay so busy that i really never have it sucks because i need to like definitely make more time to like just go to the beach you forget that that thing's like Mm. not far from here like literally like less than 10 miles people are like surfing over there yeah it's crazy i know i want to get into surfing i feel like that could be a good little break in the day yeah i just met a girl that surfs every week i was like every week yeah she lived there no, she, you know, she lives like in Hollywood, but she'll drive to Venice every The Saturday traffic morning. is just so shitty sometimes. It's yeah. like you have to really be down to sit in your car for like an hour and a half yeah. or something like so brutal. Okay, but anyway, Chicago. You get to Chicago. What were some of the first few things that you were doing to like leverage yourself as a business and like grow your business as a freelancer? Um, I pursued kind of doing shooting more models and like reaching out to those agencies and trying to get like test shots you know, and because it felt like something that would was fun, was still like building my portfolio with a more refined look, but I could get paid two hundred fifty bucks, you know, for the day. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it was definitely a slow progression. It was just like random jobs. My friend had a, he did social media for like a big food group in the city. Word. So I would do like events and like shoot, like recap eating. stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right. Was it was the model thing where you like? Were you trying to do studio stuff, or was that just like walk around the city, shoot the model, try to find different looks that way? Yeah, I think it was a combination of both. Hmm. I was finding some spaces to kind of shoot some natural light, studio-esque stuff, but I didn't have like a set studio I was working out of at the time. Right. So was it hard going on tour again after you moved to Chicago? Mm, No, I don't think so. Not really? I think it felt, it always feels like a little homey, like going back to tour. Right. Um, It is such a like different mindset and like such an easy lifestyle once you're back in it and kind of like life at home sort of dissipates for a bit totally um because you're i mean you just you feel like a kid again like you have someone to driving you where you need to be and like waking you up and you have like food three times a day and that's not a, a lot of like things it. to think about right? yeah yeah it's so organized yeah you're just like this is the time i need to be here doing this my my least favorite thing about tour is the idea that it it does feel like life is like completely paused mm-hmm. outside of whatever's happening in that world. Yeah. That's like the only thing that matters to you. Yeah. So how do you deal with like clients or, you know, people that are back home that are trying to hire you for other things or projects that you could potentially have, because, but you chose to leave for tour and like every, t- I mean, from tour life, from everything I experienced, it's not like the pay is like insane. Yeah. So it's like, how do you find the balance or, or set it up so that you can kind of like parlay that tour into getting you more jobs when you get home or vice versa? Like, do you, do you have yeah I mean I've been pretty lucky I don't think there's been a ton of like overlap where there was a big job that I I guess it's it's more so like jobs I've already booked like weddings I've had a few like weddings that either I had to fly out for a one out from tour and then come back or that I had to like have someone cover and like try to find someone to do the date right because um, I was going to be in Europe at the time yeah um but yeah, I've been. I haven't had a ton that I've had to like. There was one tour that I couldn't shoot, which was a bummer because of a wedding. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I usually don't have any like issues with that. Surprisingly. Damn. 
Um, but the tours I'm going on now are only like a month or two months. Um, mm. So it's, you know, not a crazy amount of the year. Have you toured with anyone else besides them? Um, no, I haven't. Really? Would yeah, you, would you like want to? Time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would love to start working with more female artists too. I think that's been like a focus of mine for a while. Who's on the hit list? Halsey's like top of the hit list for sure. She'd be a hard show to shoot. I feel like she's so nuts. Like on stage, it'd be sick. It would like yeah, not hard, like difficult, uh, like yeah, totally look dope. Yeah, and I think I just saw what she just do. What was her last music video that she just did? Nightmare. Yeah, that shit was insane. So good. It was so good. Yeah. So crazy. That'd be dope. Yeah, I just love that energy. I think, and then Ben really brings that energy to the stage. And I mean, I like enjoy watching his show every time, and I've seen it four hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, it's at a certain point, it's it's time to move on and like shoot something else shoot something else <laughs> right yeah. you got like five thousand of the same i mean yeah I've, I've shot every angle of every moment you know i think it's pretty much covered wait where have all of you gone on tour is it u.s europe anywhere else um yeah we've just done u.s and europe a little bit of canada nice mm-hmm. didn't he have shows in like mexico or something that looked insane was that recently um i feel sure. like i saw does, yeah like a week yeah run or like festivals in mexico right have you i know you did the rolling stone rolling stone was that what Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. so was that they reached out because you already had the photo or did you was that like we need this photo shot can do you have someone that can do it yeah no they already reached out and i already had the photos sick um from a recent shoot but yeah layup shit it was great that's fucking dope though it's like yeah might as well do you have that thing framed hell yeah i have that thing framed did you buy like 10 of them <laughs> no i wish i only have the one so damn it's like the fire starts blazing i'm running for that thing how's it feel having like i mean like that's such a it's funny because it's like that is like old media now you know what i mean mm-hmm. like whereas now we're all about instagram and quick things and it just comes and goes but like i feel like seeing a physical magazine like the shit that's been on every you go to the dentist it's probably there mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's everywhere how's that feel like how does that feel to have that happen yeah it's incredible um I mean, you can't really explain it. It feels so, like, yeah, so tactile and, like, a finished, complete project. Yeah. And I know there was a, an American way, like the uh, American Airlines, or Alaskan way, Alaskan Airlines, their magazine. And, like, being on a plane and just seeing, like, rows of my photo was just the weirdest thing. That's so crazy. Yeah. Does it, I mean, what's coming up, like, what was your family? Like, were, were any of them creators? No, I come from, like, a pretty... Um, like intellectual family so my mom is a nurse and my dad does like research analysis nice data statistics stuff my mom's a nurse too know. okay swag yes yeah, tight yeah. so what's it like for them when they see like to have your like just that i feel like that's just such a pinnacle moment for everyone or maybe sometimes like a lot of family members are don't understand exactly what it is until some shit like that happens right. you know what i mean and then all of a sudden like oh my god she has a cover on the thing right like, yeah i'm trying to think of like the first time that i felt like my parents were like okay we're not like worried Worried. about you right now yeah yeah Um, but i think that i mean it was pretty quick the first tour i did we it was when the year of the grammys when they needed like press where ben and ryan were the head of most like grammys campaigns and so like i had a photo that was literally like on buses and we stayed in la for the grammys and i looked out my window and saw it on a billboard like and i was like 21 just like geeked out like so wild yeah i think my parents were like all right we'll leave you alone Jesus Christ. Do you, I mean, I know in Chicago, um, there's like a, I feel like there's a community of creatives. What's uh, uh, Jason Peterson's collective, that he, what's that called? Oh, damn it. Um, Dave, do you know what it's called? Can't think of it at all. I should remember. But do you, is there like a whole, I don't know, I feel like there's a niche community of creators from Chicago that kind of like roll together. Mm-hmm, totally. What, what, can you talk about that a little bit? Like what's, what's that like out there? Cause I feel like it's, here it's like so widespread, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everyone lives in all these different spots and no one's really connecting. Like I see people connect in Chicago. Like I feel like there's always like meetups and seminars and like random shit that's going on over there. Yeah. And then whatever his new company is that he started. Yeah, dang it, I should know. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you definitely, we are the times. We are the times, yeah. Tight. Yeah, you definitely run into the same people. Um, I think, you know, it's a combination of content creators. And there's also, like, I mean, Havas is a company that Jason came from. And so there's a lot of, like, rappers or photographers or graphic designers that are even coming from working at Havas as, like, full-time, right. um, you know, people from that company. And then and then they'll quit and, like, start doing their freelance gig. But I think it's that there's a pretty, like, 
it's a wide group, but everyone knows who everyone is. Right. Do you, do you ever end up collaborating with these people like out there? Is there a lot of collaboration between the artists in Chicago? And I know I saw you post pictures of Vic. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, does he still live in Chicago? He's in LA. Now. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. But do you? I mean, have you worked with a lot of the Chicago like rap scene there too? Yeah. Um. It's been a you know that's been on my list. I've done a lot of stuff with like Saba Pivot mm-hmm. um, and like his brother and. Um, Vic and Chance and you know, Joey Perp. I think they're all they're all so tight knit and like that that hip hop rap community is very, you know, all one big group of friends that came up together. Right. So I think that's like the hub of it. And then you know you have people around that group that are meeting each other and, and collaborating. But I think a lot of the like my assistants or like people that I'm working with or kind of like mentoring or all in, in that same you know path and group right. together. Yeah. So what. It, do you go to a lot of the shows that are there? Mm-hmm. You do? Do you, get sh- do you shoot all of them? Or uh, you just I try, gotta go I try to, go? to. Yeah. I have a hard time watching shows and not shooting them. Yeah, it's addicting. It's like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, those lights are pretty. Like, <laughs> I need to get this. Yeah, I need to get this for something. I don't know. It's like running around with your phone wishing it's you had. It's so obnoxious. Yeah. I know. And, yeah. What's like, I don't know, I guess what's been like one of the biggest challenges living in Chicago, especially being like a female photographer. Like I just had, do you know who Ravy B is? Raven? Mm-hmm. So she was just on here like two days ago or whatever. And I was talking to her about the difference in it. I was curious to hear like what your opinion is. Cause I just feel like it's such a male driven, same with rap, all that shit. It's always, but now you see there's way more Cardi B's popping up. There's way more, all these artists, mm-hmm. Halsey, like people like that are popping up. And I feel like it's the same way in the photography game. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on it? Um, yeah, I think it's like definitely a, a negative and a, and a positive, um, I think there's, I'm, grew up in a place where I never was like, felt like my gender was going to affect anything. And and I'm really blessed by that. Um, But there's been like situations where I've heard back that I was like referred for a job and they asked like if there are any male photographers Uh. and like things like that. I just, I'm not like, they're not in my face, so I'm not having to deal with them. Um, But I'm sure it's, you know, it's affected jobs I'm getting and and opportunities I have and respect I'm being given. Hmm. But I think there's also this, as you said, like wave of people wanting to you know even the playing field and kind of like support you know females and people of color and queer people in the community and so like nike you know i get to shoot a lot of like women's sport groups with them um because i'm a female photographer and there's like actively brands searching for that that's dope so i think it's you know there's a give and take and i'm definitely like getting jobs because i am a female in some senses right huh yeah i feel like it'd be it's so weird because you think like even in like rap and shit like for ben and them to take you on tour i could see a lot of rappers choosing not to do that just because like well it's a girl and we only have one bus and that's weird but it's like yo Mm -hmm. doesn't like everyone's there to put in work you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it doesn't ever make sense why someone wouldn't choose that but i could see a lot of people leaning to make that decision just because it's easier i guess yeah i mean there's always the boys club yeah yeah so weird there's a lot of people that are not very talented that are getting jobs that should be given up people that are shooting Super way true. better images so true what's up with the nike thing though like so did they reach out to you originally because i know i saw and i know raven was doing that as well she was shooting a lot of stuff for nike but what all are the opportunities that they're kind of like providing you yeah um i originally they reached out i shot an event for them and um i don't know a women's only event and they're doing a lot more of those what and do you mean like um women's. just like focused on like female empowerment and like forces female and like that you know the aspect of just re you know like women's world cup is a big thing for this year and kind of supporting female athletes and female artists um and and then i was you know shooting an event and saying i really would love to do more editorial like portrait stuff like let me have at it and try it you know um and i did a campaign for forces female and kind of been you know on their roster and and shooting a few like larger campaigns during the year and then smaller you know i'll shoot events or they flew us out as they flew me out as an influencer i hate that word hey. um, <laughs> for to la this year for you know soccer stuff yeah um, so it's been a, a combination of a lot of different kinds of opportunities and um it's been it feels very like family and and home and it's been a great company to work with yeah that's crazy Hey guys, I wanted to stop this interview real quick with Zoe Rain to tell you about the How to Charge a Client Guide. Um, By purchasing one of these, you will not only help us keep our lights on at home, but you will also set yourself up to make more money when charging your clients. People ask me all the time how to charge uh, to go on tour, how to charge for any random gig, how to shoot 
any music video what 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 should i charge i get asked that shit a million times we decided to take a few weeks and really compile all the theories and ideas and practices that i use on a personal basis and have used for the last 10 years and i've definitely um made a few shortcuts for you guys in this than some of the things i've had to do but the goal is to help you make some more money so if you want to check that out it is available on shop bwnc.com you can get it there or you can get it on our patreon uh page and get a couple extra perks too if you want to do that so shop bwnc.com or patreon.com slash black window cream go check it out help yourself all right cool let's get back to this episode was the influencer thing to work or just to be chilling we just yeah we were just chilling i guess i was trying to work i was like brought my camera Stop. like let me do something um but yeah we just watched the women's national team play their playoffs here was that that was in la mm-hmm. oh dope where's that is that a cool arena that they have set up for that the new one yeah i don't remember what it's called the, I, yeah i remember flying in one day and i saw it and i was like what the fuck yeah. is that i yeah. had no idea that they even built that yeah are you a huge soccer fan uh now i am just yeah. i'm more of a sport of the team um, right but yeah it's been really it's been fun to like see their journey and and just learning more about you know the pay inequality and how you know women's world cup in the past has never even been I mean, nobody watches that shit right and now it's like watching going to a sports bar and seeing like a bunch of dudes like screaming at yeah. the girls i'm like fuck yeah no like, that's it's dope a, it's a step the place we had brunch at the other day was they had like a whole billboard thing mm-hmm. just for that for so people come back at like 9 a.m who won today yes tight yeah so when is when's the finals is it i don't know we have semifinals on friday with france and then i think it's the last one after that that's tight we were we were in um, Paris when they had uh, for the World Cup for men's, mm-hmm. and it was the final game, whatever the fuck that shit's called. The end, <laughs> the finale, <laughs> the finale. Uh, Big shebang. Yeah, but they it was sick because they were playing. We were in France. We were in Paris for the show, awesome. and then they like opened up the venue earlier, and so everyone like came into the stadium like beforehand in the afternoon and watched the whole show. It was like the most insane thing I've yeah, ever experienced. I can't imagine. It like felt like we were there. It was so crazy. People were like going bananas with their, yeah. you know what I mean? The flags and all that Soccer stuff. Soccer fans are something else for sure. It is. Have you ever gone to one, like when you're on tour in Europe or anything like that? No, I haven't. That's like a goal. Like, I, yeah. I feel like that would be the craziest, I don't know, just experience. Cause those people go nuts. Like yeah. they fight people and they burn stuff. Yeah. And, I want to see some fighting. Yeah. I want to see some fire, <laughs> like just fireworks going off in the stadium. And it's yeah. just okay. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> right. What's, um, I mean, it's really dope that Nike is doing all that. Is there any other brands that you've noticed that are doing similar things or has that really been the only like standout for you? Um, I mean, I think a lot of brands are doing that now. And even just with like pride month, you can see it pretty blatantly. Yeah. Um, that we either or not yeah people are just trying to like support what's maybe it's just supporting what's popular or maybe it's truly like sticking with it i don't really care what the motive is either way like they're I doing think, something yeah visibility in any sort of way or diversifying you know their their models right. or their message um is great but yeah i mean there's a ton of cool brands doing that stuff hmm. um, nike's my only one i'm gonna shout out today but <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're an influencer yeah. brand at hashtag ad is it uh do you f- what would you say is like some of your favorite like jobs that you've done to date at this point? Like what are some of the standouts for you? Hmm. Um, I think, I mean, I just recently did a Wolverine boots campaign okay. which was with Vic, um, I, which is, I think like commercial shoots for like streetwear clothing or like, you know, anything like that where I'm able to be creative and like shoot, a, a an artist or musician in a creative way that you know is yes it's an ad but like right it's, it's creating the kind of images i want to and like has a budget and um that's you know the ideal goal for me for sure how did you go about like planning this like for specifically since we're on it and i like looking at this photo like the shot of him sitting in the chair like this and shit so hard is that do you know what i'm talking about in the in the red with the red no he's in this jacket he's got like this oh word yeah um how did you go about like planning this campaign? Was it like one day of shooting and then you only have a few hours with the talent or was it the, did the client come to you with the artist attached? Um, yeah, they had like a creative team and an agency kind of helping oversee it yeah. and had a general like idea of, you know, we want uh, half of this done on, on uh, backdrops and then half of it like on different kinds of textures and we need this many photos total, but you know, they're pretty open as far as creative ideas and um i kind of like assembled a team and had like prop ideas and wardrobe ideas and then scouted out locations and 
Um, shot that at a low res studio, which is a really rad space, kind of a collaborate spot for um, artists and cool. people, you know, in the city and has some cool like train tracks and grungy stuff outside. That's so. dope. Yeah. Was it how how big of a crew do you usually like how what does your crew look like when you do photo shoots typically? For yeah, ones you know that I've been doing this year that are a little bigger, I usually have two or three like photo assistants with helping with lighting and kind of grip and just anything yeah. that I need and then like a digitech who's um you know, looking at images, looking at my focus, kind of like cataloging and backing up things and making sure all the files are in place. Right. Um, and then obviously like wardrobe and hair and makeup and uh, yeah that's about it some like BTS video we had a videographer on set for that as well nice how important do you feel like it is to have BTS of stuff like that for you I mean I think it's I love it I I mean I think it's important and it it gets you know as far as um, involvement engagement like that's people always want to see the behind the scenes stuff and I think that's what makes is really interesting for people to yeah. you know, kind of learn something and see like how not only to see the image but to like take a step back and look at the whole scene and the scenario and i feel like sometimes people think that you know like this shot of vic like some people might just look at them and be like oh she just walked in a room and he sat down and then they don't understand what it takes to like create the light for that room mm-hmm. or design the way it should look or anything that goes into it and being able to see that i think adds depth to the people that don't have depth built into them mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's to a like, good point right it's not just like i took an iphone photo on like exactly yeah but a lot of people think that shit is really how right. it goes down which is crazy including clients which is weird i've noticed that a lot where people are just yeah. like can you just do this i'm like do you know no. how much setup that took for yeah that? yeah do you feel like that's frustrating like dealing with like that's been like a definitely an issue for me with certain clients and like even especially i'm shooting more stuff for um like some weed companies and so that kind of, when it overlaps with product and lifestyle in the same shoot, I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding of mm. how, you know, what it takes to shoot this up close tight product shot that's lit from like all these different angles, very set up. And then to be like, and then just shoot like a lifestyle shot. You can't really go back and forth right. very easily. And um, so it's, it's been a learning experience of kind of how do I balance that and find a way to deliver without being yeah like that's not possible right because you gotta make a way to make it possible do you yeah because i feel like yeah you're right and i feel like that's a challenge that a lot of people face once they get into those situations where they like need they say they want we want this one deliverable but Mm -hmm. then on set they all they surprise you with like six more that you didn't know like oh by the way just do these three hot hit shots and then like turn the backdrop white i'm like that's easier said than done you know i can't just photoshop it right that's my favorite line just Just photoshop Photoshop it it. just paint it or do it and fix it in post yeah how long does it take you to usually like turn around the photos like when you go through and actually start like retouching and doing whatever you do what do you what's your process for that um i generally i mean i think i have a pretty fast editing turnaround um i don't like to like get super nitty-gritty and like tweaking hues and tones and all that um but i've tried to kind of like slow it down and really provide less images as an option to be retouched and then provide less final images that I do retouch just so that I can spend a little bit more time on each shot instead Mm. of delivering 200 batch edited images that I'm not necessarily looking at, you know, super closely. Right. Um, So I think, yeah, just lessening my deliverables has been um, helpful in my editing process. Do you have a, a young Zoe that looks through all of your raw images and picks out your selects? sometimes when they're available yeah it's hard to like keep people interested in that job yeah you know and i've i've been there and done it and i it's not fun but um but it's yeah helpful um when you go into the process of like working for i mean you worked for the bulls you shot stuff for them i'm just going through your site you saw that this shot honestly this shot of what's his name the seattle mariners dude Oh, Ichiro. Yeah, with the the flash and the bat. That shot so hard. Oh, yeah. I was stoked on that. What was that for? Um, that was actually... I was assisting for my mentor who shot, like, all of the Mariners press shots. And his images are, like, you know, on the magazine and in the Sick. field and all that. Um, and then I was able to kind of collaborate and, you know, help. I mostly, like, did grip and lighting for him um, and set up, you know, strobes. And then he'd kind of let me sneak in and, like snag a few Be creative and have fun yeah. that's dope what, what about like the bulls is, did they reach out to you for that 
Yeah, so the Bulls, they, they work with a lot of local photographers and kind of have, like, takeovers. Um, so I was able to, like, come in for a game and, like, take over their Instagram and shoot. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was great. That's super like, tight. super chill and come in before the game and shoot, you know, players warming up and all that. Do you feel like shooting athletes, like, in that element is similar to shooting artists? Uh, definitely. Like um, live performance? Yeah, for sure. I feel like my, like music experience totally trickled over into sports super easily and even just how I like set up shoots and, and light people in like a sports setting is very similar to how I would light an artist yeah. in like a very dramatic and you know moody dark way right um, and it's almost like very cinematic and and grand right mm. like you want to make them look cool and like like a god yeah right? and that's so I think yeah it's been a, an interesting turn I would have never expected to get into sports stuff but I've really enjoyed dabbling with it for sure how have you do you have like more in the pipeline for things that you want to do with athletes um especially obviously with nike kind of pushing you in that direction yeah i mean nike stuff is great and i think yeah anything more like movement based has been fun to explore i just did like a campaign for a nine round it's like a boxing gym oh dope chain okay Um, yeah i think i'm open to that for sure and exploring is weed legal in chicago it just was put on the ballot so on the first of january it's recreationally legal oh shit yeah it's big big steps so when you were doing those campaigns were those in chicago or they were and i actually just got my medical card so you can so. have a medical card right now mm-hmm. and i think once it's legal the tax rate is like 30 percent if it's recreational and like five percent if it's medical oh shit. something crazy like that right so. i didn't i don't know how i don't smoke weed never have oh. so i don't know too much about it but i just didn't know if you if uh your weed company in Chicago was yeah it was all by the books that's tight (laughs) (laughs) totally legal I know I mean there's a lot of people um I'm trying to think of the company that's out here that's like a Chicago or a Chicago LA brand but I know there's a lot of photographers that have been doing some like super tight shit with I mean you can make product stuff become really really fun if that's Mm -hmm. like not your forte if that's like not what you live to do but what's like a piece of advice you give to someone that's getting into product photography hmm um, I mean, I think be different. Yeah. I, I think there's so many like just boring on white catalog shit. And I think when you see something shot in a really unique way, whether that's, you know, an, an alcohol bottle or clothing that is, is something that's unique and different or has some sort of aspect of like a kicker light that you would put on a portrait, but you treat that product as like a portrait right i think that's what anything that's catching someone's eye is you know super important nowadays yeah with anything but i feel like it's a good way to get into i mean for a lot of people that are that listen to us maybe from small towns in iowa like i was and i feel like that is one avenue that you can pursue and start playing with to learn because i don't think people understand that that could pay you a lot of money if you keep you know kind of following that lane i don't even understand that to be honest what product photography how how people like make a living off of it mm-hmm. i don't know i know there's just mad people like um my friend justin he shot for mac or macmore he shot for mac miller okay. uh forever like he did all of his touring until he passed and then when he was kind of like after mac passed we, we were talking and trying to like what's he gonna do next and he's like i want to keep working for artists but he like low-key started working with a bunch of restaurants in the area doing product photography mm-hmm. and he just keeps like put he says it's like addicting like he's just like finding ways to push it to another level as far as like yeah. how to make some this beer look cool how do you make this whiskey right. look food is got to be like the hardest shit to shoot just because yeah. it's like it, you know i don't remember who was telling me it was like when they did hot pockets commercials it was like they'd have hundreds of hot pockets because you only had like 30 seconds yep. to make it look authentic when it came out of the oven or something like yep, that. Yeah, totally. Food sheets are fun because you literally just have trays and trays of like Sushi. hot dog buns or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and it's like someone's like looking at each individual sesame seed and then like it all has to be put together perfectly or like shooting. I've done a lot of shoots. Um, I was sponsored by Jameson for the year. So That's I would dope. do like a yeah social post about Jameson once a month which is great yeah and then like some stuff for Budweiser and I just remember shooting beer it's like you only have 20 seconds while it's like losing its foam right and then it looks just gross on a table you know yeah so food is definitely like the so difficult for me for sure so when you do like the Jameson thing you said for like the whole year was it just like hey we want you to create different images for social throughout the whole year yeah they had a campaign called love thy neighborhood um basically just bringing it home to like small town local distilleries and breweries and like mom and pop 
um, dive bars and just kind of like looking for those local gems that are serving Jameson and kind of you know putting a spotlight in that instead of like you know chain bars and whatever so yeah I kind of just like explored different locations and then kind of highlighted that um, each month a new spot that I I found or liked so for like the journalism side of like because I feel like that's kind of a main part of what you do aside from like branded stuff it's like you even starting with Macklemore it's like your your job is to like document this mm-hmm. in image right mm-hmm. on your website you had something that was uh you had traveled to some places yeah. it's loading right now <laughs> <laughs> I've done uh Cambodia and then I've been to Kenya and Togo yeah Africa what what, what was uh your goal for those trips or why did you go there um, so that was with a, a nonprofit. Um, there's a 3030 project, which was started by Ryan Lewis's mom. Um, oh, cool. She was diagnosed with HIV right, and right, right. lived for 30 years when she was, you know, told that she wasn't going to make it three yeah. to five years. Um, and so her goal was to build 30 clinics, um, you know, throughout um, third world nations or spaces that needed, you know, funding and infrastructure. And so we've uh, I've documented a few of those. They built a school in Cambodia, and then in West uh, Togo, West Africa, they built a maternity clinic, and same in Kenya. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was a great opportunity to just like do what I love to do. I mean, you're um, in a beautiful space and the other side of the world. Yeah, capturing beautiful people. What did you ever face any challenges like going over there shooting that you wouldn't maybe I don't know. I, I was just in South Africa too, and it was like culturally like going around with cameras and how we had to get around was just so different than what I was used Mm -hmm. to yeah Uh, I mean it's definitely a it's a unique situation where most people have not had their photo taken or you know it's not no one people aren't out with their iPhones um taking selfies all the time yeah and so it it can be a really like bonding experience and a really great way to connect human beings that don't necessarily speak your language but you're immediately able to take an image and show them the back of your camera and like have a completely like genuine human connection. So cool. You know, without having to say any words. Are you, are you planning on going anywhere else in the future for um, stuff like that? I mean, I'm always open to it. And like, there's a few, you know, Hope Through Health is another organization that I shot with um, that I might go back to Togo. And I wanted to do a project where I brought them back like prints of the portraits I took of them. And yeah like document you know be so cool them having those and seeing those that'd be so dope but, yeah it is crazy to think of like some of these countries literally do not have or never have had their photo taken right and like, it's like there's not even like mirrors or not you know it's not a part of the bathroom setup like it really is a less vain culture of course and so crazy yeah um have you heard of hope for the day Mm-mm. they're out of chicago um we had them on here early on in the podcast but it's a nonprofit for like suicide prevention mm. um and they just opened up a coffee shop you should check it out because i want to check it out you hope for the day if it's good uh yeah hope for the day and they open up a coffee shop somewhere i'll find it in chicago and send it to you but uh everything that gets bought there gets donated Love so that. it's like completely ran by you know yeah. supporters of the cause and stuff like that but it seems it's like a really really cool thing obama shot him out just recently nice. which is pretty dope Love that. i know have you ever shot him I haven't. It's on the list. That'd be so sick. Yeah, that would be. I met him once, but I didn't. Sh- well, I shot him, but it's not out. But it was like, I was like, you oh shit. Keep, you sign sign the rights away on that. Yeah, to Beyonce. <laughs> but it was like, he just. I don't know. You heard like we heard his voice come around the corner. Oh my god. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, fellas," and he like shook our hands and shit. And I was just like, "This is so dope." Like, That's surreal. It's so iconic. It's like the coolest voice in the world. Yeah, I mean, I have I have major crush on him for sure. <laughs> a lot of feelings would be going through my yeah, head at that it, time. He was supposed to come to, he was supposed to watch the show. Um, Michelle watched the show, mm. and she was like in the pit, and it was sick just because I was like standing by her, like trying to get footage, and she's just like jamming out to like Jay Z and shit, yes. and B would come over, and she's just like all about it. And then he was supposed to come down, but then they ended up like. I think they didn't want to cause like a scene. He had like something to do or no, he went, he just watched it from a box. Oh, like instead of like coming down to be in the, like, cause I I just don't think surprised if he was, yeah, I'm surprised she was in the pit. That seems, I know it was crazy. It was so sick. They just like pulled up. It was so dope. It was like the weirdest thing. Cause they like came out of our green room and, uh, the Jonas brothers walked out too. So it was like Michelle, the Jonas brothers, (laughs) their daughters. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, Weird mosh pod. Yeah. It was super wild. 
anyway who who else is on your hit list of people that you'd want to shoot celebrity wise oh my god i mean i feel like there's so many damn um and why and why i mean kid cuddy's like always oh up god. there same just no reason i need to give for that yep um yeah i don't know frank ocean like brockhampton i'm just like i vibe on so much so they're always i don't even know how many of them there are but i would yeah. love to shoot them right um i think there's like four four dudes yeah maybe i don't know i can handle that yeah um, yeah i don't know i think it's there's a lot of like it's generally musicians that i'm fans of and right want to capture i want to shoot slipknot be sick that sounds like fun my well you just like produced something for them but i didn't it was like one of the guy's daughters but they just like revealed their new masks they're oh. from iowa so it's like a okay so yeah, there's yeah. a thing Hometown there yes yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure it's like the coolest i like i like in movies i'm just like drawn to the the the, the bad guy that's like wearing some sort of mask like dark knight shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i don't yeah. know why and then them totally. performing like that is so wild to me like to like just create this new s i don't know it's just yeah artistic to me in my, in my yeah i love sides. a good costume design for sure for costume sure and set design how was it like shooting kesha it was great um i mean she's stunning and like her costumes are wild. gorgeous and wild yeah. and and yeah she's a lot of fun it was definitely a i that was like a good taste into like shooting females and i think after that point i was like i definitely want to get on a full tour what do you think is the difference in shooting men and women like capturing them when it comes to like i mean you you learn quick like when people know what they like about themselves Mm -hmm. and what they don't like about themselves it's kind of interesting learning about that yeah i mean i think it's definitely a way more sensitive just experience overall with women and and being you know celebrities in in some sort of spotlight let alone just being a normal woman in the spotlight of your life like it's you know you want to make women look good and and be like cognizant of that and i think i've noticed that a lot um being like photographed by men versus women yeah i think that it can be something that is a little bit of a blindside for men shooting women of like understanding you know the, why a girl would not like that image of themselves and they're just like she looks great like, yeah um, and i think there's just a level of like understanding and and um relevance of an, another woman documenting a woman and kind of being being there to like put them in the best light right yeah super key what is in your camera bag um what do you like to shoot with i saw nikon you still shoot with nikon yeah yeah why nikon um i just start out with that and yeah haven't really needed to switch over i've had the same camera since i started oh shit so works why fix it yeah true um it's a nikon d810 and then i have a mod podge of lenses but 7200 and a 24 to 70 for shows and then for portraits i'll usually do a fixed so i have 85 and a 35 and a 50 are you always using your own lenses or do you find yourself like renting certain glass for shit um no i have a pretty good collection of lenses um i sometimes have to rent a wide angle because i always end up like putting those on a road case and losing them right Um, worse yeah the worst (laughs) what so you just have the one camera do you ever bring like so when you're shooting a show do you have anything to hold your like to be able to switch your lenses back and forth i i shoot with two sometimes yeah um, and i'll yeah and i'll usually just have a bag that i'm switching out on but i got a lot of dusty sensors for right sure. i know it's like the worst me and, me and him always have this conversation about ways to like if we had like a fanny pack with like one lens but then you have to change it and then shit's getting in there and then you're noticing like the dust all over right. someone's face in the shot it's like right. the worst yeah i'm not very nice to my gear it's bad habit yeah no i feel you on that it's just like the rush of the show you're like nothing else matters right it's like i'll fucking fix that later like i don't have time to put a lens cap on what was the biggest show you shot you think um people in the shit wise yeah i think like some festivals in europe i don't remember exactly what they were i mean like the bonnaroo was a really big one i've been sick like, i don't even know so not, many people it's like i don't even know the number of fifty thousand people or something you, i mean you just can't you there's no just end like to those like that yeah so crazy yeah and that was actually a good one because there was thunder and lightning so we had to like the last like the finale of the show you like heard this big boom and everyone's so like sick. you gotta get the hell out of here they had to cancel it they had to totally evacuate the whole, whole scene but damn yeah it was pretty wild I'm like how where are all these people gonna go we had that at um the new york uh, giant stadium or something mm. and it was the, 
it was like hailstorms were coming. Oh, so no. and the, it was like right before we went on, and they had to evacuate the entire. Like that was the craziest thing to watch. It actually got happened so quick. I, was, I couldn't have right. been more it's impressed. Fascinating. There's like, and everyone was gone. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? There's like seventy thousand people in there. Yeah. It was like so wild. Damn, that sucks that they, they they got to come back and enjoy the show. We just had to wait longer. Right, but that's good. That would've been dope to get a little lightning shot behind. I mean, yeah, that's ideal. That'd be sick. That's like the one thing I'm trying to capture is lightning. I have to show you a clip. Uh, actually, Justin, the dude that ended up, that did all Mac stuff, he mm-hmm. does like a lot of landscape stuff in uh, Pittsburgh, and he was out trying. He always chases lightning and has the most insane video. A lightning struck like right next to him. Oh my god! It is the craziest shit. That's the, my he worst has nightmare. A, he has the shot. He has everything. It's insane. It's so wild. He it's doesn't like, have a right arm, but he's good. Yeah, he's, he lost his arm. He's a little <laughs> tweaky now. Hopefully, he can sell that photo for a few thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. to make up the hospital bills. Jeez. What's next in in the in the books for? you what's your biggest plans for the next like five years what's your goal um i mean i think moving down to la would be high on that list um but yeah just continuing building kind of a team and um you know maybe having like a manager and and more of a solid like maybe being able to hire some employees and really kind of build on the infrastructure that i have um but i think la is like the main focus right now tight that's dope well i appreciate you coming and doing this podcast this was fun for sure thank you um we always do this thing at the end where, so I let you pick like if someone listened to this all the way through and we want to know about it. So I tell them to go to your Instagram and comment on your last photo. Whenever they're listening to this, it might be like six months from now, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tag me at Ben Rovers World. And then they're going to put this hashtag that you're about to come up with right now so that we know oh that they God. made it this far. Anything you want. Um, shit. Hashtag make it rain. Okay. That's tight. Do you use that already? That's like a joke, like, password i have for things but yeah don't try it on her no, her AIM there's account. other things in there yeah <laughs> all right hashtag make it rain all right sweet so i'm gonna switch over we're gonna do the patreon q a thing that i was telling you about the q a experience so if you want to hear that patreon.com slash black window cream you're all right thank you very much for doing this how do you want them to follow you if they do um just look up at zoe rain photo or zoe rain photo.com take a look at her website it's just crazy and instagram it's the same thing Mm-hmm. You got some good stuff in there. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. All right, tight. That's it for episode 102 with Zoe Rain. Shout out to Zoe for swinging through the studio and, and hopping on the show. Follow her on Instagram. Her stuff is incredible. Um, make sure to submit or uh, set an alarm for tomorrow, August 5th, um, 7 p.m. Pacific time. BWNC.DutchBros.com. That is a sign up for the next contest, our final contest with Dutch Bros. Flying you to Las Vegas if you win. So, I'm telling you right now say make a little note on your phone write it on your hand do whatever you want to do tattoo it on your finger I don't give a fuck if you want this contest to to be something that you compete in make sure you set a reminder um that's it if you want to hear this Q&A experience that I did with Zoe it is available on our Patreon page patreon.com slash black with no cream when you go there you sign up you join and become a member you not only get like uh, all the awesome perks but you get to hear that Q&A experience so definitely tune in and check that out and uh that's it hope you guys have a good week um we'll see you on wednesday with uh, another morning roast cool bye